Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Hard Currency, the Financial Times podcast on the foreign exchange market, which has begun the year in full throttle and which shows no signs of letting up. I'm Roger Blitz, and with me to discuss Theresa May, Donald Trump, Janet Yellen, and their influences on the pound, the dollar, and the world at large is Paul Lambert, Head of Currency at Insight Investment. Paul, let's do sterling first. What did you learn about the market reaction to the British Prime Minister's speech on Tuesday, a day that saw the pound rise 3%? I think we learned that quite a lot of the bad news is priced in from the reaction. There'd certainly been leaks ahead of the speech and I think a lot of the information about the fact that we were not going to be part of the single market, the customs union, I think the pound had you know, largely priced in that information because of the leaks. And so by the time that we got to the event of the speech, I think there was actually some relief when they talked about the transition period, some relief when they talked about the fact that the MPs would ultimately get a vote, although I think we probably knew that anyway. And it happened on a day when the dollar in general was having quite a bad day, which I think probably uh, flattered the pound a bit in terms of the size of the rise against the dollar. So I think that's what we mostly learned from yes. Mrs May's speech. The thing that was selling the pound at the start of the year was lack of clarity, that Sky News interview that Theresa May gave. So is that over? Do we now have clarity on Brexit that's going to satisfy investors? No, I think what we have is the best case scenario for the pound. If we were to get the vision outlined by Mrs May, I think that would be as good as it's going to get for the pound. I think what we now we'll start to see is the movement towards the reality. And the reality will be where we meet in the middle with the Europeans. And, you know, we don't know where that is yet, and nor does the market. And we'll learn about that on the journey as we see what the European response is to Mrs May's hopes. So at the end of 2016, investors seem to have parked Brexit and put the pound away for the moment. Then it's really got back into it. Are we going to have another period coming up in which investors say, OK, we now know where broadly Brexit is heading. We don't have to worry about the pound too much. In other words, what's a sterling volatility going to be like? Well, I think what we've had since the Brexit is the pound has obviously weakened significantly and I think you know you could argue that it's priced in a lot of the direct implications of Brexit if you like so the fact that you know whatever Mrs May's ambitions I think is very unlikely that the terms of our access to European markets are going to be as good as they were before uh, before the Brexit otherwise you know what's the point in being a member of the EU I think is what the Europeans would say but I think what the pound hasn't priced in and the reason the pound hasn't really priced it in is because it hasn't really happened yet is the weaker path of the UK economy that we still think, and a lot of other people, I think, think, is likely to be the other consequence of the Brexit. So you've had some of that priced in because, of course, you had a monetary policy response from the Bank of England, which reflected, you know, the fact that we might be moving on a weaker path. But actually, when we start to see those numbers, when we start to see, as we think we will, weaker consumption, as we start to see, as we think we will, weaker investment, as we start to see, you know, those numbers, then people will feel more emboldened about 
pushing down their long-term growth numbers for the UK. And I think that that isn't priced in to the pound yet. And I think that's what will drive the next part of the journey. Okay, so that's sterling and Brexit. So the other big thing this week, Paul, has been the dollar, Donald Trump expressing concern about the strength of the dollar. We could see that coming, couldn't we? That was expecting that and the market reacted. And yet there was Janet Yellen moving the dollar higher with her sporkish speech in San Francisco. Who's in control here? Well, I think the market has had, you know, a very long period where the policy of the US administration has been towards a strong dollar. And so now that statement in reality never actually meant anything Mm. other than it meant that the US administration wasn't going to try and intervene in the market to weaken the dollar. Lo and behold, behold, we have Mr. Trump. And Mr. Trump is clearly very focused on bringing back trade to the US and tackling the current account deficit in the US, despite the fact, of course, that it's improved quite a lot recently anyway, for other reasons. And so he's now talking about the dollar in a negative way and particularly focusing on the level against China. And of course, you know, we've had other people speaking this week, like Mr. Bernanke pointing out that actually Mr. Trump's views on the yuan don't really make um, so much sense in the context of a long period now where the Chinese have been propping up their currency rather than trying to depress its value. But all of that said, you know, the market will need to, will want to price in some risk premia associated with the fact that it may see verbal intervention from the administration to talk down the value of the dollar. Is it likely to end up being more than verbal? I don't think so. You then have to take the other side of what Mr. Trump is saying, which is he's saying that he would like to impose some kind of a tax on imports. Well, that's a positive terms of trade shock for the US. That should result in the dollar going up. He's saying that he wants to increase infrastructure spending and provide tax cuts. That's also a boost to the US economy, which, turning to the other part of your question, Mrs Yellen, is something that the Fed will have to react to. Now, the Fed have made it quite clear that they now see the US economy as full employment. Mrs Yellen's speech, I think she said two very important things in her speech last night. The first thing she said is that fact, that they now view the US economy as being at full employment. The second thing that she said is that my colleagues and I see a few interest rate hikes this week. And that, this year, you mean? This year, yeah. sorry. And I think what's important about that is she very much firmly identified herself amongst the three dots. Yes, very good. So pretty hawkish. But she doesn't have enough information about the Trump administration and its plans any more than investors do, do they? Well, no. But actually, you have to remember what she said in her speech immediately following the last Fed meeting, which was, she said, one or two of my colleagues have shifted their dots in response to the prospect of a fiscal boost. So in other words, what she basically told us in her speech last night is that she is already on three dots, and that was in a world where she wasn't taking account of any fiscal boost coming from Trump. in conclusion, you see that whatever Trump says, maybe at the inauguration or even at the State of the Union further down, investors are going to listen more to Yellen than Trump? No, no, I think what... I'm probably saying is that the investors are in for a year that's going to be a bit volatile. Right. They're going to have to listen to both. <laughs> and they're not necessarily... I suppose I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to pin you down as to which, if you have to say which of the two is the ones the investors are going to have to take more notice of. Okay, so if I'm an investor who is allowed to take a currency position now and look at where it is by the end of the year, I'm pretty certain that you should listen to what Mrs Yellen is saying on interest rates and what Mr Trump is saying on 
fiscal policy and on uh, investment in infrastructure. I think if you're an investor that has to take account of the path, you're going to have periods where sentiment is going to be swayed by the Trump administration potentially talking down the dollar, and you're going to have periods where that's going to get swept away because the data's strong, the Fed are raising yes, rates, yes. and they're actually delivering fiscal policy. So I think the trend for the dollar is up, but I think that, you know, as perhaps all things with Mr. Trump, we're going to have to expect a little bit of volatility in both message and in terms of its impact on the world around him. Indeed. My thanks to Paul Lambert. So what will the first few days of the Trump presidency be like? And will it have any influence on the Fed when it meets for the first time at the end of this month? That's what we'll be discussing next week at our next edition of Hard Currency. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.